Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Hello and welcome back to another interview in the Sovereign Self series. Uh, Tis the season for emotions, and today we are going to be speaking with Patty Stevens about how to keep your emotional balance through the holidays. Uh, Before I get started on that, I just want to take a minute and say thank you to all of you out there. Your listenership means everything to me, and it's part of what makes this show and continuing this show possible. Uh, And I've got some exciting stuff coming up. Uh, There is going to be a summit coming in January. I'm just going to put that out there and tease that. I will give you the topic on the summit in December, but that's coming, and I'm very pumped up about being the sponsor for that. And the other thing that's going on is... I know I mentioned a few shows ago that I would be opening a community, and that is in the works. And on Monday, you will get all of the details, not this Monday, but next Monday, about that community and how you can be part of that and have these discussions on a more routine basis than just every Monday with us here at Sovereign Self. So now that that's out of the way, today we are going to be speaking with Patty Stevens about keeping our emotional balance, as I mentioned earlier. She is an ageless lifestyle coach, and Patty Stevens helps women entering life's third act to bring their life into balance, body, mind, and soul, so they can align with their soul's purpose and live agelessly. I love that. After 25 years of marriage and owning a business, Patty got divorced, sold pretty much everything and moved across the country, knowing no one and having no job where she was headed. Having a healthy, balanced lifestyle enabled her to survive and thrive under these conditions. Now, Patty combines this knowledge with her experience as a soul realignment practitioner, a holy fire Reiki master and teacher, and a Pilates yoga instructor, an essential oils advocate creating programs for women to bring their lives into balance. When she's not sailing or going for an aerobatic ride, Patty prefers the Zen side of Sin City, Las Vegas, where she lives with her husband and two rescued Basinjis. I can't say that today. (laughs) Welcome, Patty. It's so good to have you here with us. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I love that you are here for this show today because I've got to say... There was a time when I was younger that I was like, who doesn't love the holidays? It's so amazing. There's amazing people. There's amazing food. There's gifts. There's celebrating. There's all this wonderful music. And there was nothing that I did not like about the holidays. And then I had a miscarriage right before Thanksgiving. And holidays have been significantly more challenging since then and i begin to understand why people decide to opt out and so i'm very excited to have you here to talk about ways to manage our peacefulness our zen uh through the holidays because there are a lot of things that can trigger us including anniversaries of painful experiences so how do we relieve stress as we go into this season Well, I think the hardest part, I mean, 
we're supposed to be relieving stress all the time. The hardest part, <laughs> true that. <laughs> that should be normal. But the hardest part is keeping up with your daily routine that you would use to reduce stress, mm. assuming that you have one. Well, and that would be the first thing, right? Right. <laughs> do so, I have one? <laughs> right. The easiest thing to do, and you can start at any time, is just taking some time every day to sit quiet. Mm. That's it. Maybe it's before everybody else in the household gets up. Maybe it's at a break during the day or before bedtime, but just when it's just you. And that's basically what we call meditation. But using it that way kind of scares people a lot. Yeah, so, there's there's a lot attached to that. And right. Feel like maybe there's some way you're supposed to be doing it, right? Exactly. You have to set up the room with the candle and the, the seat and all that. No, all you have to do is just sit quietly. It helps to obviously calm you down, but it resets things. You can also add some little breathing techniques to it, just following your breath as you inhale and exhale. But it's something that we need to do every day. And it's something that, especially around this time of year, you have to make it clear to everybody that you need your few minutes of rest. And, you know, they will appreciate you for it also. Well, yeah, because you won't be a cranky bitch as much. Right, exactly. <laughs> Not as much. <laughs> Not as much. I can get more back to that Zen place if you give me my five minutes. Exactly, exactly. So if this is a new habit that you're starting because you recognize that you need this uh, and this season has made it really obvious that you need this right now. <laughs> Got that slab upside the head. <laughs> give, us, give us a couple of tips for getting started on this in a way that will be successful with it long term. Well, it's like when you start anything new, there will, there will be ups and downs. So I would suggest picking a time of day that is really most convenient for you to be alone. Like I say, some people, it's getting up before everybody else. And I really think that's the best because then it, it sets the tone for your day. When we get out of bed to that blasting alarm clock or we're, we're late and we're running around, that sets the tone for our day. And the rest of the day is all hurried. Yeah, it's in that same pattern, right? (laughs) Right. It just continues because that's your energy. So the best thing is, you know, getting up, setting your alarm maybe five minutes earlier Mm -hmm. and then just either staying in bed or the best thing is to get up and go sit someplace else just quietly. You don't have to put on music. You don't have to light candles. You know, just to sit quietly. Now there are, you don't even have to turn on the lights. No, I find turning on the lights actually kicks my, my analytical brain in, which is what I don't want to have happen before I do this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if mine ever kicks in, but (laughs) (laughs) congratulations. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You just sit quietly. Now, if, if you're the type who prefers some music, there are some great apps that are free for meditation and you can set the time. So if you would just like a little music, you put your headset on and do that. And 
the, and the best thing is to get into the habit of doing it every day. Mm. And they say it takes 21 days for a habit to form. So this gives you plenty of time. If you start now, you'll be good for the Christmas holidays. But like I say, the, the most important thing is when you start anything is you have to do it regularly. Yeah. And don't, don't say, I'm going to do it for an hour when you have never sat quiet before because it, it's not going to happen. It's like yeah. people after the holidays, all of a sudden they're going to start this major diet or some exercise plan and they've never done either before. It ain't, it's not going to work. So yeah, you, you need to kind of, yeah, baby oh, step well, your way into like it. I, I say, love that. Just, just give yourself five minutes. And it's funny, your family will get to know too. Even if you have little ones, they'll know it's mom's time. Just, just walk on, come back in four and a half minutes. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So that would be the best way to get started. It's the easiest way. There, but there's so many other self-care techniques that you can do. I think around the holidays, especially, mm -hmm. it, especially women, they think that they have to do everything. Oh, it's all yeah. on them. That I, yeah. yeah my, my picture would be right next to that in the dictionary. It's okay. like superwoman. Yes. Right. <laughs> but in reality, we don't. Life will go on if you say no to something. Mm hmm. So, and, and that's life that's, will go on if you don't have, you know, the cranberry salad on the table. No one will actually probably miss it. <laughs> exactly. Or you don't have the matching, you know, dinner plates or whatever. You know, hey, it's, it's, it is what it is. It's not anything to get sick about, raise your blood pressure, have headaches. It's just not worth it. So learning to say no is very important. I think another thing is delegating. Mm. Give your family or your friends something to bring when mm -hmm. they come. I mean, you know, an appetizer, really, you can go buy some cheese and crackers if you can't <laughs> make anything. You know, they sell, par they sell the veggie trays. Absolutely. You know, nobody's asking, you know, don't ask them to make something extravagant. But delegate so that you don't have to do anything. And then even say you're having the holiday dinner. Mm -hmm. Delegate setting the table to somebody else in your that. family. Yeah. Have them help you cut up the vegetables or whatever you're having so that it's not all on you and you aren't the crazy lady. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And if somebody does volunteer to cook something fancy and intricate, go, thank you very much. <laughs> I would love to receive that. Right. Don't say no to that one. <laughs> That's the one you say yes to. Absolutely. Um, I love that. These are, you know, really nice common sense things that can take the stress down. I know from my own experience that I tend to set a really high standard for what I think the holiday ought to be and what the feeling at the table ought to be. And I know historically that has caused me a great deal of stress over the years. How do we deal with those kinds of uh, what I want to call them Norman Rockwell expectations, if you will? Well, I think if you know yourself well enough, you should be able to set your limitations, your expectations. 
I mean, if you, and remember the thoughts that you put out come back to you. Mm -hmm. So if you're putting out, you want this Norman Rockwell and it doesn't happen, it's just not meant to happen. Yeah. So I think just, you know, not being so hard on yourself and letting things flow. Granted, unforeseen things happen. I mean, all the time. (laughs) Yeah. We had a big, um, it wasn't a holiday. It was a surprise party for my aunt. I think she was going to be like 70 or 80 years old. And my other aunt came over and we had just got a new stove. She put the casseroles in the oven that were dinner and clicked over the (gasps) self-cleaning thing. Oh, no. And as she did it, she said, what's this? We didn't, I mean, we didn't even know. We had just Brand got a new oven. Who knows? <laughs> so, you know, we called around to the store and they're like, you got to take it apart. Well, we couldn't get it apart. So, you know what? We ordered pizzas. There you go. Stuff happens. <laughs> you know? Nobody... Along with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> right. We did get the oven turned off. Okay, good. <laughs> but we couldn't get it open because I guess it had to cool down or something. But I'm saying, you know, it just, it was like, Okay, let's order some food. What are you going to do? Yeah. And everybody was fine with it. So you've got to be able to just roll with it. And, you know, setting expectations so high definitely puts the stress on you. And you don't enjoy it. So I think just, you know, letting things happen. Granted, if, you know, some discussion gets out of control or uncomfortable, Usually it's the hostess that has to step in and do something. But normally, you know, things just happen and they roll along. Absolutely. You you seem to be a bit of a a hostess of the mostess. Let's say that uncomfortable conversational ball happens and, you know, Aunt Mildred and Uncle Ed start going head to head on what they think of Trump, for example, (laughs) as I'm sure that one's going to happen at somebody's (laughs) holiday someplace this year. How do you take control of that and redirect that into a channel that's less contentious? Pass the wine. Pass the wine, <laughs> or maybe cork the wine, depending on the yeah, point exactly. at which. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think if it's a family situation, everybody is aware of who's going to be spouting off. Right. So I, I, you know, I've never really had that happen, um, but I think that families would probably just gather around and maybe separate them. Mm-hmm try to change the subject or, you know, and, and if they're family and even if they're friends, they should respect when you say, okay, enough of that. Yeah. We're not talking politics, religion, and sex at the table. The three no's. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's not do that. We'd like to all have right. nice, and, even digestion and no upset. Exactly. <laughs> and, and possibly if you know that those topics are going to come up, say it in the beginning. <laughs> there you go. Just I, to let you know. <laughs> that's right. We'd like to set a space of pleasant dining, and here's what we would like you to do. Right, right. And, and again, I think that goes back to some people are afraid to say that because they have that Norman Rockwell image that we're all going to sit here nice and pass. please pass the butter and please, you know, yeah. I don't think those places exist. Yeah. I kind of like the preemptive approach. And I, 
it would be awkward, I think, to like single out one person going to Aunt Mildred and going, look, don't talk politics. No, no, don't do it that way. Do it as an announcement to the group. You know, exactly. we, we, we want to create a safe right. and harmonious space here this weekend to enjoy ourselves and to enjoy the festivities. And so I would love it if you would support me by refraining from engaging in talk of and, you know, whatever is on your list, you know what the hot buttons in the family are, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> you know, or you go to the kids' timeout. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. You go to, you're demoted to the kids' table. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, but yeah, I think you have to, we're adults. You have to not be afraid to say something. The people, if they're guests in your house, they should be respecting you and your wishes. I mean, it's the same as if, you had, I mean, I joked about the wine, but, you know, say you had a recovering addict in your family. Well, you're going to respect them and not put that wine out, I would hope. Well, that that's how it works at my house when yeah, my sister so, comes to visit. Yes, so we, it's the, we don't. So it's the same yeah. thing. Why, why, you know, they need to respect you in your home if you don't want that type of talking. Absolutely. I love that. We're getting down to our first break here, but I know we have some amazing stuff that we're discussing on the other side of this, like how to find gratitude in the middle of a difficult situation, which this could potentially be the holidays, <laughs> depending on your personal history. So stay tuned and we will catch you right after the break. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel and get Amplified. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers channel be sure to friend us on facebook you can do it right now visit facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for us at keyword voice america we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel you are listening to sovereign self with sophia renea morales We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. 
Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here to talk to Patty Stevens today about uh, the season of emotions that we are headed into. And my, my uh, theme for this month is gratitude and gratitude in action. And so let's shift a, a little bit into that exploration. If the holidays are difficult for you, if you have family situations that are difficult that you're going into in this season, how do you tap into and hold that feeling of gratitude as you're moving through this? Well, I think gratitude is something that we should be doing every day. We should be expressing it every day. It, I'm losing my mic here. Uh, <laughs> it, it's amazing to me that we have to have a month designated for gratitude. I mean, really, it should be something that we do every day. And so I think if you get into, again, a ritual or a habit of doing something grateful, even writing three to five things that you're grateful for every day. I know a lot of people keep gratitude journals. Mm -hmm. Then the holidays, yes, you're still going to have things to face. I mean, it's it's in your face with yeah, all the marketing. <laughs> you can't, you know. Yeah, and life remains it. life. It, it right. doesn't yeah. take a break no, for the holidays. Think, right, unless you go into a cave. I don't think there's any place in the world you can go where the holidays don't come at you in some form. But if you have prepared yourself and you do your work, it could be a little bit easier. Um, like I'm, I know that some people, it's, it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, we even had a, a death in our family right at the holidays. Yes. So for many years, it was really hard, and our Christmas dinner was a little more subdued. Naturally, as you know, time goes on, you re it's not quite as in your face, but it's still always there. And so, you know, it. but again, it, it's how you look at it, your perspective of it. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think by, you know, doing your self-work all the time prepares you for the time. And it, and it doesn't even happen at the holiday, but like I say, a death. We all, you know, if we've lost a parent, you remember what date that happened. So you know when that's coming up, it's going to be a down day. Yeah, it's in, most, ca in etched, most cases etched in your brain. Yes, right. So you just do some self work and prepare for it. And you know something that I think is really important is the pay it forward, where you do something. Maybe you buy a meal for somebody, and it doesn't have to be you know in a five star restaurant. That you buy somebody coffee, but you don't do it just in November when it's called gratitude month, you do it anytime, mm -hmm. you know, giving somebody a smile, especially somebody, you know, is unhappy with their job. Yeah. Make their day too. So you start getting into the habit of doing these little things and it, it makes maybe, such a difference that that shift that brings to mind. I was <laughs> at the grocery store the other day and talking with the checkout clerk and he's an older man got, a fair amount of gray going in his hair. And he was talking about, well, you know, I'm not quite ready to retire, but I'm one bad day away from retirement. I'm like, tell me about that. 
He says, it, it happened for a coworker a couple of months ago. She was checking out a guy and he was rude and he was abusive and he was taking his day out on her. Oh. And she said, you know what? I think it's time for me to put in my papers. And she literally walked away from her, her checkout stand wow. and went and put in her retirement papers because she didn't have to take that anymore. Good for her. Good. I mean, she's protecting herself, her health. Because when you're working under that kind of stress, even this gentleman, he's waiting for that bad day. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Well, he was telling me that he does really enjoy what he does. But he also recognizes there will come a day when it's like, no, no, it's not worth it anymore. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like kudos to that lady for walking away. I mean, she probably saved her health a hundred times over because of the stress that she was under. And, you know, they're, they're doing their job. Yeah. Give them a break. They may not even like their job. But, you, know, <laughs> they need, you know, they need it. Um, but I think if you start applying some little gratitude things every day, it helps you to become more centered and it, it's a, it becomes a habit. It's something that you always do. And it's gratifying to you. So when you have something that is gratifying to you, it takes stress off. Mm-hmm. It relaxes your heart. It low, keeps that blood pressure in, te- in, in a safe range. You know, so it's, it's doing a lot of good things for your health. Tell me a little bit about how you can approach your day differently to keep gratitude in the forefront of your mind. I know when I started doing my gratitude journal, I would get down to the end of day and go, let me think, what did I have? (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like to do it at the beginning of the day. (laughs) Because number one, I got up. <laughs> yes, I There's woke up right there. <laughs> and Here's I was one. able to put both feet on the ground. Exactly. So, you know, and then that gets the ball rolling. Um, okay. What did you just ask me? What was um, how are ways we can maybe approach our day differently? Oh, okay. I, I found that I had to approach my day a little differently. Well, again, it goes back to your morning ritual. Even when you're sitting for that one minute or five minutes, you're being grateful. Mm. Grateful for the breath that you have. And if you want to take time to write it out, um, like say some people keep a grateful jar where they put um, a little paper in there, what they're grateful for. And then by the end of the year, they have, they go back and and read it all. Um, It's just a matter of reminding yourself to do it. And then again, If you do it every day, one little thing, it's going to become a habit Mm -hmm. and you're going to want to do it. You're going to feel like your day's not complete if you didn't do something nice for somebody. And like I say, it doesn't have to be anything major, but just doing, doing something. And, you know, the other thing is to like, especially for Thanksgiving, so many people, go to the homeless shelters and give them dinners and everything on Thanksgiving. Well, what about the week after? Yeah. And what what about about the three months before? Exactly. So start working. If you're going to do some volunteer work or something, 
work it into your routine before the holidays. So, because if you don't, what's going to happen, you won't keep it up over the holidays either. Yeah. Because well, there be is that cheap. detail. But I, I found for myself that when I'm doing the gratitude journaling, that it's useful for me to start in the morning with an eye towards what is good today, what is wonderful in my life, uh, as opposed to getting down to the end of the day and then going, what should I stick in my journal? <laughs> right. And I think because <laughs> yeah, it gave me a much greater appreciation and satisfaction in and presence in my day as I was going through it, going, oh, that's a good one for the journal. And then I was able to share that with the person who'd given me the smile or allowed me to cut in line or whatever the thing was that I was being grateful for. Yeah, I think that when you do it in the morning, it sets the tone for your day. You're yeah. putting it out there. But a lot of people prefer to do it at night. They reflect on how their day went. Um, so I think it, it's just what works for you. Yeah. Like say, I, I agree with you on the morning because I think then you're putting it out to the universe the day that you want to have. You're setting it setting it up for yourself. Yeah, exactly. So as we're going through one of these stressful situations, say you did lose someone recently at the holidays, um, how do you kind of be compassionate for yourself and supportive as you're moving through the holidays? Uh, because it can feel, they can feel a little jarring if the rest of the world is in this happy Hanukkah and Merry Christmas and all of this exuberant celebration. And you're, you're not there right now. Appropriately. Right, well, so, yeah. I think you have to, if your friends obviously know the situation and if you forget the obligation of having to go to these holiday events, if you don't feel like it, and this can be for any time, don't do it. Yeah. You're going to be miserable there. So don't put yourself in that situation. You know, be it uh, like you've had a death or something mm -hmm. like that, or you just don't want to go. Yeah, exactly. You're well, not going to have a good time. Or, or find an alternative, right? I know exactly. because sometimes it's like I don't want to sit by myself, but I also don't want this like everybody's drinking and partying atmosphere either. Right. So you can, you know, go to the movies. Mm -hmm. That's always something good to do. Um, you know, go to a coffee shop, a restaurant where you're still around people, but they aren't necessarily partying. Right. So yeah. there's, there's always some place you can go to, you know, to do that. And it might not be, you know, at 10 o'clock at night in some cities, but you can have gone earlier. And then if you feel, then you'll feel more relaxed when you get home and can, you know, just chill out and, you know, not feel bad that you aren't at that party. Yeah. Yeah. Why is it important to kind of manage our stress as we're going through the holidays? Uh, besides the obvious, it doesn't feel nice to be stressed. Well, it's, it's your health. And stress is the number one killer. So it's something oh, that... here we, I thought it was like heart attack. 
Well, that's caused from stress usually. Um, it's, we need, again, you need to be doing it all the time, but holidays bring on even more stress and it, it affects our health. It affects us physically, mentally. Nobody wants to be around you when you're stressed out and screaming mm-hmm. that you got to do this, you got to do that. So it's learning to control it all the time. Um, there are essential oils that can help with that, that, you know, you can be diffusing them, you can wear them, and that will help. Um, can you give me an example of a couple oils that might be useful? Lavender. Mm-hmm. That's one that, you know, always comes to mind. Um, other calming oils could be cedarwood is a calming oil, clary sage, Roman chamomile. Um, those are all oils that can just slow you down. And, and you can, they're also, you can be diffusing them during the holidays so that the whole room calms down. It would, might be a good thing to do during that dinner when, uh, yes, Aunt Mabel and Uncle Ed, Ed, right. Yes. <laughs> right. Um, they can, they change the whole atmosphere of the room. It would calm the children down because they're always crazy. And then the adults get crazy yelling at the kids. The pets get crazy because they pick up the energies. So diffusing any of those oils and you can probably look up some others. Those were just off the top. Um, would really help to keep things calm all around in a subtle way. People don't even know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I know for myself, if I find that I'm kind of melting down, everybody else is melting down, I'm melting down, and I'm at this point where I just cannot deal, it helps me to just take a step back and disengage. These are all adults. There are many other responsible adults in the room. If I need to take a break, right. five minutes in the toilet. I mean, that, that's my ironclad excuse. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> go in there. I'm going to close the door. I'm going to tap or, or take exactly. my little oil out of my purse or whatever it takes to kind of bring myself back to center mm-hmm. and give myself that sense of perspective that I've temporarily lost. And, and that's... Well, that's beautiful to do because, you know, and so many people don't do it. They just keep going on and on and on, and then it gets worse. So that is, that's just awesome. Right. Or they get passive aggressive about it. You, you have shoved me into, you know, whatever. And yeah, let's not burn any bridges we don't have to here. <laughs> right. It's right. perfectly acceptable to say, look, I have to go to the bathroom. I never told anyone I was going to pee while I was in there. So (laughs) full disclosure, all I said was I'm going to the bathroom. (laughs) There you go. There you go. Or you, you know, you say, I'm going to my quiet spot. If your family knows. Exactly. I'm going for my time out. But yeah, because, you know, if people just, the energy, the vibes get picked up and then it just snowballs. Mm Mm-hmm. And amplifies and amplifies. It's just totally out of control. Everybody is miserable. So there has to be somebody who has the uh, ability or the wherewithal to go collect yourself and then come back and get things under control. Yeah, exactly. I, 
I know for myself, I'm an empath. And so being in a room full of people, especially in my earlier days, uh, it was extremely hard for me because empaths start as like these big absorbent emotion sponges. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times we don't even understand that what we're experiencing is not really us. This is Aunt Mabel or this is Uncle Ed or maybe a combination of both. Uh, And one important thing that I learned as I was going through my self-development and my, my journey was some of the things I'm feeling are not actually mine. Exactly. And it's useful to be able to tell the difference. And then once I was able to tell the difference, I can't heal their shit. I just have to dump it because I can't process their stuff. I can only heal my own stuff and process my own emotions. Uh, but I ran into the work of a wonderful woman by the name of Rose Rosetree. And she has a couple of empath, I forget if she calls them empath survival guides. You oh, can wow. Google her on Amazon. Uh, but it, she's got this whole series of books for empaths. And the first one is like this 30-day workbook where you can learn how to set boundaries, emotional, energetic boundaries around yourself so you're not picking up all of that shit. And so I I managed to learn a bunch of those techniques so I'm not picking up that stuff. And the other thing that I've discovered as an empath who's been working with my empathy for a while is you can turn up and turn down the amount of empathy that you're using at any time. And I can actually turn down the empathy that I'm taking in and actually turn up kind of a broadcasting channel. So that I set the energetic temperature of the room. And man, is that a useful skill to have. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I think that's, you know, so many people are empaths, but they don't realize it. Mm -hmm. So I think realizing it is is first. Absolutely. That's the first huge (laughs) step, right? (laughs) Right. When you start finding all these energies that you're picking up, Okay, you're an empath. And then doing something to learn how to control that, um, to how, really how to deal with it. Because like you say, you can then set the tone of the room. Exactly. So you don't come out feeling drained. It, it's the same when you um, do Reiki. Mm-hmm. Okay? You don't pick up the other people's vibrations because you know how to clear yourself. Yes. And you set the tone for the session. So, and a lot of Reiki masters or teachers are empaths anyway, but it's just, again, knowing yourself. Absolutely. I love that. Getting to know yourself. We are coming up on our next break, but when we come back, I want to talk with you about clearing and how we dump other people's junk if we've been picking it up, because I know many of us have had this as like a lifelong habit, and we think that we're destined to be that way always. (laughs) (laughs) So if this is you or someone that you know, hang on through the break, and we will dig into that topic when we get back. So stay with us. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. 
There's a new force to be reckoned with in talk radio. It's not just talk radio. Hosted by LaTanya Jr. and co-host Tina Wynn and Tony Brown. Not Just Talk Radio is like a superhero. Inspiring, problem-solving, and informing. Packed with action-provoking conversations from news, movements, and social and politics issues. This program is about a wide range of voices and fresh points of view from experts, celebrities, and you, the listener. Not Just Talk Radio is broadcast live Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thank you for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales. I'm here talking with Patty Stevens about uh, navigating that emotional roller coaster that the holidays can be sometimes. Uh, before the break, we were talking about some of us are highly sensitive people, empaths. There are a number of different names that come around it. How do you know if you're an empath and not just somebody who's a hot emotional mess? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I think a lot of empaths are. <laughs> well, we tend to think of ourselves as hot emotional messes, but the truth of the matter is most of it is not ours. Right. And it's, a lot of it, is, well, recognizing that you are picking up other people's energies. Um, like what, are, if, what are the signs? Okay. So say you have a, a friend and every time you are with that friend, when you go home, you're just like, what the hell happened? I am drained. I have no energy. Okay. You're picking up that person's energies. Okay. So either you do something to help yourself or you don't associate with that person so much because you know, you don't need to be feeling that way. Yeah. Um, well, and some of us work with people who do that to us, and that's a, an even harder situation, right? right? That you, you can't remove yourself. So some ways that you can learn to protect yourself by recognizing it. Number yeah, one. step one. <laughs> step one. And then if you can... When, it's, when you start feeling like, oh, my God, I'm going to go crazy with this person, step away. But like you say, in a work situation, sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but if it's in a situation where you can, then step away. Be at 
for five minutes or be it for the lifetime. Maybe you need to just get somebody out of your life because, you know, when you, when you release something, it makes room for new. Yes. So if this person's draining you, get rid of them. Mm -hmm. Easier said than done. I, I yeah, yeah. easier for friends than it is for family, but yes. (laughs) So there are family and coworkers where you just can't avoid it. So again, we can go back to the oils (laughs) (laughs) and there's oils for, releasing negativity and that you can also learn to sage yourself and where you are, you can sage. Mm -hmm. Saging helps to draw the bad energies out. Now, a lot of places you can't do the burning sage, but now they have so many sage sprays. Oh, they have wonderful mists and stuff. Smoke right. makes me absolutely crazy, so I don't sage anything. Right. <laughs> I have like a Palo, Alto, uh, Palo, Palo Santo spray that I like to use, and then I also have a thing that they call Florida water. Yes. Oh, my goodness, how wonderful is that? <laughs> right. So, you know, there's, there's those ways too, because, and you can, you know, sage yourself, spray that on you. Okay, you can also wear crystals. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds woo-woo, but crystals are energy. So if you wear, say, um, an obsidian mm-hmm. that absorbs negativity, hematite, you can just wear those. You can, well, women, well, men wear bracelets too. I was going to say, and if you don't want anyone to even know it's there, pockets are a fabulous place for these. Pockets and bras. <laughs> pockets and bras. <laughs> right. So you, you can hide them, um, but they do work because like we're energy, they're energy, just as the oils are energy. So those are all some little things that you can do, but you still need to work on yourself. Absolutely. And do some self-work, like you mentioned that book, some self-work on yourself so that you know how to protect yourself mm-hmm. in that yeah. respect. I, I really enjoyed going through that workbook. There was one exercise that was particularly life-changing for me, and I tested this one out at the gym. I, I'm a former scientist, so I like to do oh. experiments <laughs> on myself. Let, let me just try this on and see, right? Because the logical mind is like, oh, this is woo-woo bullshit, right? <laughs> so it's like, oh, I'm just going to have an open mind. I'm going to test it. And I took one of the exercises that she did, which is the turning up and turning down of the amount of energy you're willing to take in from other people. And I did this at the gym, which I thought was fabulous because nobody's paying any attention to you at the gym. They're focused on their workout, their lift, their whatever it is they're doing. And I I would tune into, I pick one and I would tune into what that person was feeling. And then I would turn it way up until it felt like that was that was me, like 100% me. And then I would turn it way down until oh, wow. it was gone. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> <It works. laughs> this is really working. <laughs> I can do this at will. And that, that was such a liberating thing for me because I was a healer. And I'm not just... a 
an emotional empath, but I'm a physical empath. And so I take on people, other people's aches and pains on top of the emotional crap. And to be able to turn that down and have my knees stop hurting or my back stop hurting, it's like, oh, it's not mine. <laughs> right. And, you know, it goes back to mindset. Yep. Because your body believes what the mind tells it. Absolutely. So, you know, when you say, oh my gosh, I have to have, you know, a meeting with this person. Yeah, it's going to be miserable. Yeah, yeah, because you've set yourself up that it's, exactly. it is just plain going to be miserable. Right. And it, but yeah, I can't tell you how empowering going through that workbook was for me. Wow. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah, Rose Rose Tree. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. And I, I found her because of cord cutting. I had someone who mm. had suggested that I had some cords going on. And so I entered her world through the cord cutting book. Okay. It was a whole different stretch in my mindset because this was before my spiritual awakening. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, that, I think that's the problem with anybody who has that scientific mind, mind, um, the, because what we do energy work, it can't be, uh, I don't want to say proven, but there's no science behind it. So in their brains. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's necessarily, not that necessarily two plus two equals four replicatable thing. Right. That exactly. Scientific mind wants. And I know I struggled for quite a while. I mean, the first few weeks were like the worst <laughs> because when I woke up, like all of my psychic senses flipped on at once. And I literally thought they needed to call the guys in the white coats to take me away. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah that, that is just mind-bending right there. Right. But I think that's probably the only way that my scientific self could have ever accepted that that's really what was going on was this overwhelming oh, wow. yeah. amount of data. <laughs> well, everybody processes different. So that's how you were meant to do it. Absolutely. You know, some people, it takes a lifetime. You know, they don't realize things that happened when they were children were indications. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's see, what have we gone through? We have talked about getting some self time, some alone time, uh, and having those quiet moments. There was one thing I wanted to dig in to with that quiet, quiet moment, but I'll come back to that. So we talked about that. We talked about finding gratitude in the situation because there's always something to be grateful for. Uh, we talked about the, the joy that comes with sharing that gratitude with other people. Uh, we talked about being able to recognize what is and isn't ours, which is helpful. We talked about setting boundaries and safe space around the get-togethers with the family. And we have talked about clearing ourselves. So that, that by my account, this is like seven different things that we're able to do. Circling back to that first one about take quiet time for yourself and be peaceful, be silent, be quiet. The first time I ever tried to sit and be silent and be quiet, my brain was like a trapped squirrel and it bounced off all directions the first time I tried to sit and just be quiet. What are some tips that you have for people who are just starting out? Because I 
I sat down and went, I am an abject failure at this meditation shit. <laughs> right. And that's what most people say, because we're not used to quietening our mind. I mean, it's just a given. Yeah. So one way is to just pay attention to your breathing. Really concentrate. And you don't have to do it in any you know, specific pattern, but just concentrate on inhaling and exhaling. And then another way to quieten it is you inhale for five, mm -hmm. hold, oh, I'm sorry, you inhale for three. Okay. Hold for four, exhale for five. So what happens, your breath is becoming more even, but because you're concentrating three, four, five, it's calming the mind. It gives it something to do besides bouncing exactly. around. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it comes with practice. And, you know, you'll find the more stressed you are, the more you have on your mind, it's going to be harder to sit. Yeah. But if you can just sit for that one to two minutes every day, eventually it will come. It will come that you can be silent. Another technique is, and I know we said we don't need fancy equipment, but staring into a candle mm -hmm. is one of the best ways to quieten your mind, just staring at that flame. I love doing that one, um, especially for people who, you know, have a hard time with it. Another thing, and we do this in the trauma recovery yoga, looking down helps to calm the mind. Mm. So perhaps instead of chin straight up, you just drop your chin towards your chest. And that's a, a technique that helps to calm the mind too. I love that. So those are all, you know, very easy things you could do, but it, you know, don't freak out. It is totally natural that and they call it the monkey brain. You know, you can't stop it. But with practice and doing it every day, it will come. I love that. A couple of things that I discovered that helped me with my, my overactive brain. One was to have my quiet time right after I woke up. Go to the bathroom, go have my quiet time. Uh, because I could kind of stay in that half asleep right. mode, which kept it from being so hyperactive. The other thing that was extremely helpful to me was to have a rock. and Something to distract you. Just, not even a distraction, just something I could hold in my hand. It, like it brought me out of my brain and into my body to have a nice, solid, comforting stone in my hand, whether it was rose quartz or whatever spoke to me, just to have that makes a huge difference in being able to keep that mind mm -hmm. out of the, the attic and down in the body. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you so much for being with me today, Patty. Well, I love you. all of this stuff we went through. We're getting down to the end of our show today. So thank you so much. And to everybody out there who's joined us today, we love you and appreciate you so much. And I sincerely hope that this helped you. If it did help you, I would love it if you could put a comment on the Facebook post if you're watching this over Facebook or shoot me an email, asksofia at transformationspace.co. I want to understand what your experience is. Where do you get caught up? Where is it easy? Where is it hard? What did you learn that's new and interesting and different? And until next week, go out and live soul first.
Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 